here that we drop studs. There won't be no duds here. Rappers play the dumb. Kinda on the space tip, but when they hear the jam, jam, they be on the deals, Nick. Now I'm not fucking rock. I know the territory. Go ahead and try. That's the different story. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another rendition of the Oliver Happy Hour. Uh, right now, we are, we are joined here, li- I'm joined here live and direct from the east side, the side of South Central Los Angeles. This is episode 134. We're talking about politics, y'all. So I'm here joined with my illustrious sisters, Debbie Dev. Debbie Dev, here in the building. And Daisy O. Daisy O, always ready for the show. All right, so we just went with some Tribe Called Quest. So, uh, yeah, so today we're talking about politics, and forgive me, it's been a while since I, I, I didn't even know it was my, my turn until nobody else said anything. <laughs> my bad. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so today we're talking about politics, all things politics. We talk about things locally in the state of California here and federally, and usually around the world if we can. So uh, today, the first thing that we're going to talk about is about Senator Dianne Feinstein, mm. our esteemed mm-hmm. senator here in California, has been representing the state for over 30 years mm-hmm. in the Senate. She's 90 years old. Yeah, she's 90? Yes. She's 90 years old, <laughs> and she has not been at, in the Senate since February. Yeah, because so she has shingles, right? She has. She's still healing from shingles. Mm-hmm. And I know we can be empathetic, and we want to be empathetic. Right. And, you know, hey, look, any elderly going through uh, um, any kind of medical health, uh, issue. health issues, we do want to give. But at the same time, hey, you are 90 years old. Girl, yes. you need to stay home. Damn, you don't need to come back. I, I mean, I, I hate to be rude about it and to say, like, hey, but at a certain point, it is, you know, sometimes we do need that youthful rigor uh, uh, and a voice for us here in California. It's yeah. so we're the most populous state. Mm-hmm. We need that representation, our voice and our vote happening right now in the Senate. And unfortunately, we're unable to confirm many federal judge uh, positions because we do not uh, a dem- the, there's no Democratic majority in terms mm-hmm. to get them out of the committee Mm -hmm. so there's a judiciary committee which makes recommendations for uh those or who receives the uh uh, the uh appoint like so biden appoints people they Mm -hmm. have to go through they have to be senate confirmed right Mm -hmm. so it has to go first through the senate committee which is the judiciary committee where they hear see see, remember when they did the supreme court it was a judiciary committee who was doing the hearing Mm -hmm. so that committee is deadlocked 10 10 oh and Diane Feinstein's vote would be the 11 to 10. It would push it out of committee. Yeah. And so all those judgeships are stalled. Anything in that committee is stalled because you need a a tie-breaking vote. Right, yeah. Now, in the general Senate, they're able to forego that because it's a tight majority in the Senate as well, but they've had to rely on Kamala Harris to be the tie-breaking vote Mm -hmm. because she's not, uh, uh, Diane Feinstein isn't present. Yeah. Oh. Hasn't been present since February. She's missed 78 out of 100 votes. Oh, my goodness. Remember, the session just started at the, in January. Right. And so she's been gone since February, and it's at the, it's almost May. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, as of this recording, it's almost May. And so, <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, she's not there. So what do you guys think about it? I've, I've presented you guys this information. What's your opinion as constituents of Diane Feinstein? You know, Diane, she's obviously, she's been, um, the senator, um, like you said, for the past 30 years. I think, you know, she just needs to pass the baton, you know? Um, she's like, <laughs> I know 
older people, I don't know, I feel like they don't want, sometimes they don't want to pass the baton. Like, she's, she probably feels like I'm still, like, um, able to, like, put forth effort and do my part and all this other stuff. But, girl, you are 90. And that's, that's an accomplishment in itself for her to have been in the, you know, Senate for that long. But, girl, yeah, sit down. Enjoy I, the rest of your life. The, the rest of the time you got. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree with Devin and I agree <coughs> with you, Darren, because, I mean, you have so many years um, to live your life. And I do think that probably serving in politics has helped her live this longer, given her that kind of drive and motivation to um, contribute uh, to society and be a productive um, part of uh, this the Senate. But it is time. I think after a certain time, like you you're maybe just don't have the capacity physically, emotionally, mentally to contribute. And Devin, I couldn't say it better. I do feel like the generation of Diane Feinstein, which would be like the baby boomer. No, 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 no. The, no, the, the greatest, the greatest, the greatest generation. Yeah. The greatest generation. And I'm, honestly, the boomers, too. I do feel like they just have a hard time. Um, passing the baton. Hard time passing the baton. They still feel like they can work. And that's because their parents probably worked until they were 80 or 90. Mm. And retiring is just not a part of their lifestyle. So, yeah, but it it will come a time where, honestly, I don't think she'll have a choice. Right. I think that she'll probably write it out until she dies. Mm -hmm. I do think she's that kind of person. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think I don't think she. But the other thing is, I mean, hey, uh, it has been leaked by that. Some of her staffers have said that, hey, like sometimes she's a little disoriented. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it might be early stage, uh, you know, some kind of cognitive uh, uh, disorder that she might have. Uh, uh, um, you know, that's deteriorate, you know, her brain, brain deterioration, which happens, yeah. this happens with age. And so like, we can't shy away from talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, because at the end of the day, we do need an elected leader to represent us politically. Mm-hmm. And if she's unable to serve those duties effectively, I think it needs, it does need to come up. And, um, I, I just don't think that she's going to be there to where she's going to give up her job because look, like you said, they, if she's been doing this. You know, before she was senator, she was, you know, mayor of San Francisco, one of the supervisors. And, mm-hmm. uh, th- you know, she's been in Congress for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like if one thing about uh, our elder folks is that routine, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. If you have that routine, it's just like that's what you, you know. They really thrive off of that. And there's yeah. honestly like for me. Thinking about um, aging and older adulthood, there's a beauty in that. And for some people, they don't want to retire. And that's just kind of what it is. You know, it it keeps them moving. It keeps them, it keeps them, um, like, it keeps their brain kind of functioning as they age. But I think, again, there is a certain time where you just got to give it to Jesus. For real. (laughs) You know, lay it on down. But I don't think she will. Personally, I don't. I don't think. I think she will die. As a senator. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be... Ha- yeah. So, <laughs> unless she is voted out. Well, I mean, you could try to do a recall or something like that. But that would, you know, that would... That would might take a while. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, speaking of that, um, the California Senate race is underway. Because mm-hmm. she did say that she was going to serve out her term. So, the next election would be 2024 mm-hmm. for the senator. Well, it's coming uh, up. Yes, yeah, so. coming up. Uh, in about 18 months, uh, more or less. Um, and so, 
the people who've already come out to run are all congresspersons. Well, so who you, are? You got Adam Schiff, who represents Burbank out here in SoCal. So you guys know about Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff uh, was one of the, the leaders on the, uh, like, he presented the impeachment of Donald Trump. Mm. Uh, so long time. He's been in Congress for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, what do you think about him? What is he? I like what? Adam. I mean, I, I like him. I think Adam Schiff is a straight shooter. I think he's somebody who's distinguished. Mm. Bless you. Bless you. Okay. Um, and then also you have uh, running is Katie Porter. So I don't know if you guys heard about Katie Porter, but she's based out of Irvine. And mm-hmm. uh, so she won one of the seats that used to be Republican. Oh, Lord, um, get some tissue, Lord. I know, right? <laughs> so she ran. Uh, so she's had that seat for uh, she just won re-election, but she's not trying to. She runs hard races, right? Mm. So she's in. She's a Democrat in Orange County in a Republican dominated area mm. right so mm-hmm. talking about hard races right she has to raise a lot of money spend a mm. lot of money because i don't know if you guys you know i, I watch low broadcast uh, uh channels and her commercials were all over the place mm. right yeah. uh, uh uh because she she needs to get the word out and she yeah. needs her voters to show up yeah uh, but what's better than having to do that every two years yeah. Mm-hmm. Do it every six years. Be a senator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's real, what she's though. trying to do. But she, so she was the first one who announced her candidacy. I mean, I think you know she's a she's a uh, she's still a tenured professor at UC Irvine, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I just you know I don't I don't like. It's not that I don't like her as much. I do like her and I do respect her. I just don't think she served enough time. You know, mm. she put in your time like Adam Schiff did. Yeah. You know, I would vote for Adam Schiff over her. But who I would really vote for is if Congresswoman Barbara, Barbara Lee, Lee yeah. from Oakland uh, were like to run. And I think Lee. she, I think she has announced her candidacy for it, and it's like, hey, she's got my vote. Yeah, Barbara Lee's got my vote one hundred percent because I, I, you know, she's not only a member of the Congressional Black Caucus, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but but you know, she's out there. You know, mm-hmm. she's out there. I believe in just even a, a, a progressive vision. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, what do you guys think? I agree. I think Barbara Lee is awesome. I think she's ready for the role and can do a lot of great things for California. So, yeah, and same same thing that Daisy and Dan said. Barbara Lee, she's I feel like she's well equipped and might as well go on and take the senator uh, <laughs> <laughs> position, pass the baton, right. So, yeah, so that election is coming up, uh, uh, you know, so be on the lookout. But what they really want is for uh, Dianne Feinstein to resign and for Barbara Lee to be appointed by Gavin Newsom. Well, you know what? Because I... Gavin Newsom said, he said, if the opportunity arises, because, you know, Kamala Harris, right? When mm-hmm. Kamala left and mm-hmm. he appointed Alex Padilla, who was like the first Latino senator. Hey, Alex Padilla, he's from L.A. So, hey, mm-hmm. right? Alex Padilla, great guy, was the secretary of state. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that was a black woman seat mm-hmm. that he, you know, uh, uh, gave away. So mm-hmm. he said, now this is just at a fundraiser or something. He said that he was going to appoint a black woman mm-hmm. to replace Diane Feinstein if the opportunity arose. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's see what's going to happen. Totally. Yes, let's totally. see. Puts him in a tough spot, but, you know, so politically it puts him in a tough spot because, you know, hey, Gavin Newsom is trying to run for president. Is he? Oh, he is. He doesn't want to say anything because the Democratic establishment is behind Joey. Right. 
behind um, who who just announced recently that he is officially running. Yes, Joe Biden this week announced that he's running for president. He's eighty years old. What do you guys think about that first reaction? <sighs> I know. I think give it up, Joe. Honestly, I think that it was going to happen. I think he was just kind of waiting for no reason. Honestly, he knew that he was going to run, so I think it was just kind of building up anticipation until. He had to make the decision or make the decision to announce it yeah. to now get funding for that um, election that's coming up. But, you know, I, mm. he's done his best and yeah. I don't think our economy is any better. Honestly, there's banks that have like literally failed and yeah. got bailed out again. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't agree with those kind of decisions. And we're getting taxed too much. Seriously. Yeah, for real. Like, I feel our, like he does. He, he does try, but. Like you said, the economy has not gotten any better, and everything has just like inflation well, is at an all time high. So it's like, Joe, we know you trying, but it's just not working. So pass the baton. It's like he's sleeping. <laughs> Honestly, it's like he's sleeping, and like all these decisions are being made, and he's just like, all yeah, right, this is if what it's what helping I- the people, then yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't. I mean, a lot of the inflation is it's not on him. Yeah. A lot of the money was already released and thrown out there before he got there. Let's let's not forget about the trillions of dollars. And hey, you know, Nancy Pelosi did sign that stuff too. The Democratic uh, House and the Republican Senate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they passed those things. Yeah. You know, in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, so. That did happen, and President so, Trump did. So I have a question. So what? the four years that Trump was in office, basically, is Biden like just trying to? Is it like a whole? Is it like what Bush, the Bush Obama type situation? It's exactly like that. Okay. You mean like, oh yeah, Republican fucked up the economy, yeah. and then a Democrat comes, and now we're finally feeling. Because remember. Like, just imagine, like, them, like, the, like, fiscal, like, whether or not, like, laws and stuff. It takes time. It's yeah. usually not going to be immediately felt. True. Because all they're doing is printing money anyway. Mm-hmm. So, right. wh- what did they do? They print, printed $4 trillion of money, mm-hmm. and they released it. They gave it a lot to these businesses for no <laughs> fucking reason. No accountability either. You, how many people you guys know was getting rich off of PPP stuff? Um, so, look, all that <laughs> money is out there on the street. Just mm-hmm. flood the money... Flood the streets with money, mm-hmm. right? So eventually, yeah, it's too much money around. Yeah. So stuff is going to go up. Yeah. And if stuff is going to go up, everybody demanded a higher wage, so everybody got more money. Mm-hmm. And so now we are all forced to pay for it because what? Uh, uh, suppliers of products can mm-hmm. raise the limit until people stop buying shit, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of the stuff we need. And let's not also let's not forget about the political conflicts that we've involved ourselves in because we've we've uh, 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 we've I mean, I don't want to say, hey, I support the people of Ukraine and stuff like that. But, hey, look, at the end of the day, let's talk. Let's be real Mm -hmm. and and talk about the impact that it has had on on fuel prices. Absolutely. Look, Russian oil used to come into the into the port. That's mm-hmm. how many of these West Coast refineries would get their oil. Yes. Not, not all yes. of their oil, but a, Russian a oil tankers would come over here bringing Russian oil because we're yeah. closer to Russia than any, anywhere else. Right. So let's think about that. So so out here in California, yes, we pay more. You know, yeah. they don't they don't open up. You know, so so what Biden has done is that he's opened up Alaskan places for drilling because now we need oil because Russia, Russia we 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 put it in we we 
said, we're not going to take any Russian oil from Putin. Wow. We're not going to let him get rich off of us. Yeah. That was a political decision. It was. Right? It, it, was it right at the time? Perhaps. But it's now wrong. <laughs> like, now it's affecting a lot of people. Because right. what happened? Look, fuel is what drives the economy. You know, you got you to gotta fuel up these diesel locomotives that are carrying goods mm -hmm. from coast to coast. You got to gas up the planes. We got to gas up our cars. You got to gas up the semis. You know, you even need gas and fuel to run the, the electric plants. Right. The water, the, the water uh, 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 pumps. Yeah. So, look, we need all these utilities. Fuel is a part of our economy. I know everybody like, yeah, go buy your Prius. Go ahead. <laughs> well, California does have that, like, rule by 2030 or something like that. 2035, like, I think. 2035, everyone needs but to look, have an electric. But look, yeah. so look, if you're an oil refinery and you operate in California and you hear that, what does that mean to you? You'd be out of a job. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah, so that means that what? They got mm -hmm. they got equipment to still pay for, mm -hmm. right? Right. Their equipment's already owed because they, you know, and they're not going to update it to make it more efficient. So we, what do we always get? You guys always hear about them fires at the refinery. Right? Yeah. Down here, it's plenty of refineries down here. Shell yeah. has a refinery. Exxon Mobil, uh, 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 Tesco, uh, Tesoro yeah. has a refinery. Yeah. Marathon has a refinery. Mm -hmm. We live around refineries. Well, because we live in an industrial area, and I yeah. think we've never actually talked about that. Like Compton, Carson, you know, Gardena, all these places are pretty um, industrial. So, because yeah. you have the refineries, and that's why a lot of the people of color moved here mm -hmm. in the past is because of hey, these El, jobs. El Segundo was named El Segundo because it was the second. Oil refinery for mm. the Standard Oil Company. Mm. Yeah, El Segundo, mm -hmm. right? And it was literally the beach over there. Right, Manhattan Beach and stuff was literally it was oil wells. Right, yeah, it's it. still oil there. Oil. Yeah, Derek's. it's still there. Still there. Still there in Inglewood. Still there in like um, where did grandmother used to? Um, uh, uh, Lamar yeah, Park. Like Park. Off of like La Brea. Yeah, the Don, the Don's, uh, the Don's, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. So honestly, um. I think I think that he has done his best, but at a certain point, like you do have to have somebody that has a little bit more energy. Yes, and I do think that like he's just kind of going with the flow. Not really as active <laughs> as he could be, putting his face out there. Mm hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. So so Joe Biden is running again, and um, I think everybody is. It is a collective groan. Um, uh, uh, for him because I think we all thought that he was just going to come in, beat Trump, and we're just going to move on with it. But it looks like Trump Trump is running for president as well. I don't even know why. Again. <sighs> if he not in jail. Yeah, I mean, who? I mean, but but he's he's he wants them to throw him in jail or do something because he gets money. And he gets that's the, that. Look, trust me, the, his his base. Is just about ang making angry white people more angry and more impassioned to do crazy shit. Mm -hmm. But really, somebody on a, even on the Democratic side, we need a Democratic populist who will speak to that same crowd as Obama did. Yeah. But the thing is, is that there was lost trust for Obama because Obama at heart is is a, is a moderate. He's a centrist. Yeah. He's yeah. not slightly progressive. Mm. Uh, um. Um. Definitely wasn't a liberal like they they claimed him to be. Yeah. You know. Um. 
So yeah, I mean that that's just the the issues that you you need somebody out there who's out there support like wanting to talk to the people. That's why people liked him is because he said he was a community organizer. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean I, I agree. I think Obama did care. Obama did a lot that he mm-hmm. tried to do. He tried to do a lot. He wasn't able to accomplish much because nobody showed up to vote for him in 2010. You know, or vote for the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. But that's all you have is a two year window, and unfortunately, I don't know why in the first two years. You know, they had all these other bills, but they didn't want to uh, uh, redo the tax code. You have yeah. a point, Daisy. Yeah. Because the taxes. Republicans redid the whole tax code and yep. basically put the tax code so that it's more on the backs of uh, middle income middle earners. Income, middle income. When, honestly, like when I and when I found out that Amazon didn't pay any taxes. That's bull. I bull was crap. because they write everything off. So they give all these benefits to these big businesses, hoping that the big businesses will pay for their employees and their employees will have more money. But that's not what big no, businesses no. do because they're greedy as fuck. Yes. Right. And it drives me crazy. Our taxes are too high mm-hmm. in America. There's no reason why I should be paying for all of these things. And then I don't have any money to go on vacation. Like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, and, then, yeah. and then that's why you have these mental health issues. So it's just, yes. it's an evil cycle that's being um, perpetuated mm-hmm. through the political sphere. And I, I don't know, I'm just like, where's Kamala? Where's Kamala? This? Is there a worry about Kamala Harris? Yeah, there is a worry about yes. Kamala because it's like, that's the whole thing about, about Biden being old is that, hey, look, if you had somebody youthful or somebody, it's like, oh, well, look, we wouldn't worry about Biden because look at this number two. Exactly. The number two can just easily step in, but come on. But look, it was a part of the Biden administration. I mean, uh, the Biden campaign to maim Kamala when she was running for president. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then what? So you choose her as a running mate. And now you got to backtrack. <laughs> yeah. But oh, but Biden, Joey's face needs to be on everything, you know, on yeah. all the on all the big, big ticket items. Right. Mm-hmm. Kamala, you deal with the border. Mm-hmm. Hard task, right? She Very fucked, hard. She kind of fucked that up anyway because she didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she went out there and she was unprepared, but it was a, it was a, it was a topic that was an unwinnable topic anyway because mm-hmm. there's not going to be any uh, immigration reform anytime soon. Please, no, not no. no. Why, why would that be the focus when I'm when I'm paying too much? Hello, I don't care about immigration when, when my taxes. A third of my taxes are going to the government, and then Hello. the government bails out these motherfucking banks. Yeah, it pisses like honestly. or or it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we were sending another two billion dollars to Ukraine, and I'm over here. <laughs> you motherfuckers can't forgive my student loan. That's a big political Hello. problem. Right? Hello, it's trying to forgive my student loan debt because I work in public service, mm-hmm. right for the public good. Yes, right. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, that's too much money. Absolutely. How dare not. I ask to be forgiven for giving back to society? Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah no. you guys want to, oh, oh, let, let's spend another $2 trillion on a defense budget and, and pay for all these toys and shit that some of these people are just going to crash. It's just like, who's making these decisions? Jesus. And it drives me crazy because it's not the people that are thinking about their constituents. It's not the people that are thinking about, you know, the, the issue of homelessness. The mm-hmm. issue of trash. I drive around here all the time, and like the amount of trash, trash that I see just on the ground. Like, how come there's not enough trash cans, and then you can hire people to actually empty those trash cans? Right. Like to me, it's Some, just right. Something. Some right, exactly. And that yeah. that is the core of the thing is that look, even people look, and they are emptying the jails. Look, and when people talk about this, you know, people are like, "Oh, look at those crazy people talking about they're emptying the." No, they are. 
Yeah. They yeah. are, and I don't want to be fa- uh, alarmist, but look, I want us to be able that if we are going to be clearing out the jails and releasing people because we don't have enough money for them uh, to, to actually reform them. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, look, if we actually were trying to focus on reform, people wouldn't have shorter sentences. Yeah. People have shorter people have shorter sentences because it's overcrowding. Exactly. They got yeah. more people coming than they do coming out, so they got to release some people. Mm-hmm. But do they release them with any services? No. No, absolutely Do they release not. them to any programs? Hardly ever. Did you guys hear it's about not- that guy, that guy... Oh yeah, yeah. From in the Atlanta. bed bugs. Yeah, from in, in Atlanta. In, yes, in, or in, in Atlanta. Georgia. In Georgia. Georgia. Somewhere in Georgia. And he, he was died He was eaten alive by a parasite. Yeah. Like it was some it was a parasite that was on his skin and in his cell and it ate him alive. Yes. Because he was in solitary confinement. What but if you looked world? at the if you looked at the cell, it was disgusting. Not saying like cell should be like plush or anything like that, but no, it, but it was horrible. Yeah. Oh my gosh! What in the it world? It was horrible, Daisy. It was I mean, horrible. and are they suing the jail because of that? I like, think his family is going to be suing the jail, but yes. it's like it's, it's going to be a long, it's going to be a long, long process, long process to, for them to get the justice that they deserve for that. But you know, but my point was that they're emptying the jails, and there's no resources or support. There's no like, hey, you're going to go to this work camp. I would rather them say, hey, look, we're going to cut your time short, but you need to go to this work camp yeah. and and work these farms, right? Work, Some, work, these fa- work these farms and, and, and let us, you know, we're in California. Come out here, clean up the streets. You know, <laughs> put a, a, yeah, you, they got the, the technology for the ankle monitors and stuff. Go, yes. I mean, why not? Put you guys cage these people up and treat them like shit. And then when you release them, when they when the recidivism rate is so high that they just come out and 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 and, and commit felonies or yes. uh, misdemeanors again and get locked back up, people mm-hmm. wonder, oh, this person, this person's just never going to change. No, you never gave them the right opportunity. You never Hello. gave them a job. You never gave them structure. You never gave them guidance. You never gave them the support that they needed or probably didn't have before they even went in there. Right. That's a fact. And right. our, our our people are fading away because it's primarily black and Latino people. And I, we talked mm-hmm. about this before because the blacks and Latinos represent the majority of homelessness as Hello. well. So it's like those people that are coming out of jail are becoming homeless. Mm-hmm. The people that are mentally ill are homeless. Mm-hmm. And it's just like there's no, there's not enough halfway homes. Mm-hmm. There's not enough uh, places to put people that are mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be a reform of the way that the government works. I think that after um, Reagan came around and took away all of those yeah. facilities mm-hmm. it just destroyed us it, it destroyed co- us yeah. as a nation yeah it really did and there's no one that's in politics right now that is speaking up about it and saying hey what happened to all of these facilities that are abandoned that mm-hmm. could actually be rebuilt, rebuilt or re- right. refurbished redeveloped mm-hmm. and we can have a space for these people to actually like build their skills and then and for thrive. the mental health people to have and that that creates more jobs for people yes. to to work in those Absolutely. facilities. Like and nobody's yeah. thinking about this stuff. And why am I not in politics? Why is Darren not in politics? Like uh, well, I'm gonna get tired me. enough. I'm I might <laughs> shit. I might you know. <laughs> hey, you get should. some get some poster boards. I need to get a, a soapbox and I I'll, shit. I'll stand out there and talk you some should. shit. But um, but yeah, it, it, it's just deafening to me because 
there's so much phony, you know, so many people out there just with, with phony, this all this phony shit. Like, mm-hmm. I, that's what I don't like. I don't like, hey, don't come at me with no fake shit, please. But Karen Bass is not fake, though, because she has dedicated, what'd you say, Darren, a new budget towards Yeah, about a billion dollars that she's dedicated towards housing. I mean, hey, look, I, I, I support Karen Bass. If I could have voted for her, I would yeah. have voted for her. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about this shit sometimes, though, because she's, <laughs> she's wanting to, I mean, but I understand, I mean, the only well that, that she currently has to get more housing for Angelinos who are unhoused or on the verge of being unhoused is the federal pipeline. And the only thing in the federal pipeline that they're opening up funding to is for Section 8 vouchers. And I, I know we talked about Section 8 uh, before in our housing episode a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I, I, I don't agree with that. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't agree that we need more Section 8 vouchers is because all it's going to do is it's just going to drive up the price of housing. Because, look, any kind of any kind of slumlord will, you know, put put paint on a raggedy ass unit and demand Section 8 pay them the minimum standard, mm-hmm. which is right now twenty one hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you imagine paying for one bedroom around here. Would you, Devin? Off of here, off of here, off a hooper or something like that. Twenty one hundred. Not for a nice one bedroom out in Long Beach, you know, like with with a nice, you know, big ass living room and a nice ass kitchen with a dining set. I'm just talking about this is just a one bedroom. You better hope you can fit an airplane table in there to eat. Absolutely right, right. No, and but look, that is what they're paying. So. That becomes a minimum. So what mm-hmm. ends up happening to people who don't have vouchers or the people who are middle uh, uh, class middle is that we all have to pay more. Yeah. But anyway, um, she is asking for a billion dollars to go uh, towards more housing, um, even for like project based uh, uh, units. It could be good. But, um, you know, I mean, she she is she is trying to do something. I mean, I, I, I will state that. She's I mean, she's doing it. She's making an effort, yeah. you know, and that's what's important. Yeah, so just moving on from from that, um, did you guys hear about Don Lemon? Yes. From Don Lemon from CNN has been fired. That's crazy. From the agency on and Monday. He, the, it came to his surprise. Right, it came to his surprise. <laughs> How? So they said that his agent, well, his agent, they notified his agent and his agent told him. And so he was like, hey, like, wow. Like, he felt blindsided because the agent was informed, you know, and... Um, I guess he said that he tweeted like, hey, like this is like after so many years, like this is how they treat me. And um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you're a black man. So what do you expect? I don't, yeah, I don't know what he expected from 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 them, you know. Um, uh, but, you know, hey, I think he I saw him on an interview a few days ago. He said, hey, look, life moves on. So I know he's going to he's going to get him a job at MSNBC or mm-hmm. Newsmax or one of the other companies or the Grio or something like that. But. I know a lot of people have said a lot of things about uh, about Don Lemon. Over the years. <laughs> I mean, he's not a terrible anchor. Like he's, he's not, not. He's not terrible, but he definitely has some drama. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just like anybody else does. But I do think that they, because he is a black man and he is successful. They, you know, they do try to tear you down, and so you just have to like rise up and have a better attitude about it. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's um, right. Like he has some wrongs. He's not right all the time. But I think that they fired people who are were it, are in his position for a lot less, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. For a lot less. So I don't think he deserved to be fired. I think he deserved to have a conversation about his transition out. Yeah. For sure. I think so, too. <sighs> so, yeah. So that happened. Mr. Lemon uh, is fired. Uh, joining Chris Cuomo, his, you know, remember just a few years ago, they were just... 
ta- you know, just buddies, just one, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. his show will come on, then they'll go to Chris Cuomo's show, and mm-hmm. now they're both gone. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that's what happens in the world of news. Um, there's hardly any anchors out there who you can have your wholehearted trust in, I don't think. Mm. Yeah. 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 So everybody has really a, an agenda or talking points, you know, or strategy. Yeah, you know, who I appreciate, and I just want to talk about this, you know, random politics thing. I know it's not on our on our schedule. We can add it to it, but you guys know who the, who Warren Olney is? Warren Olney. No, I don't. Warren? So he, yeah, Warren Olney. So he, for many years, uh, he was a television journalist here in uh, KTLA. Mm-hmm. He used to work for KTLA. I think he worked for a few other stations too. Uh, um, he worked for KABC. Uh, uh, he might have worked for uh, uh, KNBC as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but journalist, right? And so after he retired in like 91, 92, um, he, I think he retired in 1990, I think, because he started working for KCRW, you know, which is the local NPR station based out of Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he started the show called Which Way LA in 92 as a response show in response to while the riots were going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so I always loved his show because he had two shows. He had a show called Which Way L.A. that aired at 7 o'clock in the evening. And then and they were talking about local news. And then he had a show called, uh, um, um, oh, what was it called? I'm sorry. Uh, it's mm. To the Point. It was called To the to Point. To the Point. And, mm-hmm. and To the Point, it would come on at 1 o'clock and it was syndicated around the country. But he would have all these... Wonderful people just talking right on the telephone in conference and they would be debating, you know, so Mm -hmm. he would have one person from this side, one person from this side or opposing side of a topic and he would just moderate the discussion. Mm -hmm. But very, very good in hearing, hearing different people out. Used to love his show. Used to love that show. Even while I would be in the field traveling, I would be listening to it. (laughs) Uh, But he he, he switched to podcasts like about uh, five five years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and now he's retired. He doesn't do the podcast uh, uh, anymore. But I was listening to the last episode, and yeah, I mean, jur- a journalist like him was somebody who I could trust because you really didn't know everything that he thought because he just presented the sides, the news, yeah, and, and talked about the news, and it was a decorum about it. Yeah. It wasn't any kind of hidden agenda, and even for him. For to the point, that's why it was called to the point because there was no <laughs> no spin, no talking points. Yeah. And if they were, if somebody were to say a talking points or something like that, like that you, because you hear now, you know, like Democratic Party, they send out talking points to people and they go yeah. out on TV yeah. and they say these talking points. Mm. I remember I used to work for the Obama uh, 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 campaign and that's what the hell they, anytime something would happen, send out the talking points. <laughs> Don't talk about this. <laughs> if somebody brings this up, you say this. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's all the yeah. Republican Party. Everybody goes out and they parrot. Mm-hmm. They parrot what somebody else says. Mm-hmm. And he would just be like, "Look, I know it. Like, that's a talking point. What is it really? Like, come yeah. on. Like, don't bullshit me." Yeah. Like, yeah. And real. so there's not enough of that in journalism today to actually have a conversation. I, I fear, you know. Well, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so the last topic, you know, uh, we're we're uh, we're hitting that time. We have about ten minutes left uh, uh, in the show. Um, let's talk about some of the recent school and community shootings uh, um, that have happened. Uh, there was an incident that happened in Nashville um, at the beginning of this month, where six people, uh, six, uh, three students and three, I think it was the principal, a custodian, and a teacher were murdered. Um, and I, I just saw. Was this at that Christian school? Yeah, at the Christian okay. school. And I had just saw uh, an alert earlier today about um, 
about five people, including a child, were killed in a shooting at a home yes. in North Houston. Yes. I did hear I about heard that. I heard about that, too. This morning. Yeah. I don't know why people have been so trigger happy lately. I think that it has a lot to do with, um, like, just, uh, I don't know. I, I I think people are losing their mind, one. And there hasn't been enough consequences for these for these types of shootings exactly. there there hasn't been enough response from the the law mm-hmm. um when it comes to these types of lawsuits and everything so they're just like yeah well this person got away with this so i can do it too because i'm i'm angry i'm mad i'm upset about something uh, what's crazy is that they do it and then kill themselves or the the cops kill them mm-hmm. and it's no repercussion is no yeah, consequence right? for it so it's like uh, yeah what a waste a complete waste like what was uh, and it's not even a uh a, a way for us to find out why this mm-hmm. happened why did they go to that extreme mm-hmm. to like if you just wanted to kill i'm and this sounds so insensitive it really does but if you just wanted to commit suicide or, you know, if you wanted to kill yourself, I'm talking about that the, with the Christian school. When she, the girl, uh, or tra- I don't know what she well, was. It was. Yeah, it was a she female did, who I think it was transitioning to uh, a male. Yes. But it was, yeah. She had made a phone call to a friend and, mm-hmm. and told, you know, told her some information. And she she basically said, I may, you know, you may not hear from me again and whatnot. And it's like, why did, why, why did you do this? But look, but, but I, I'm glad you brought that point up, Devin, because that's an important point. Because usually with many of these shootings, the warning signs are already there. Yes. It's the response. Like yes. that friend had told the police yeah had felt like and i think it was a black girl too it was mm-hmm. it was a black girl who felt it in her spirit enough to say this isn't right she yeah told her dad let me tell somebody else about it and it was just that the somebody else didn't take it seriously mm. and mm-hmm. that's usually what happens yeah because Same. many times with, with these uh uh, uh, uh i mean in, in Devin, there, there's so so you, i, I want to just address that other point too because there is pseudo- suicidal ideation mm. And then there's homicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. And then there's both. Yeah. Right? So it, it can have both. And the warning signs usually are if you hear somebody talking about it, it doesn't necessarily... If you hear somebody talking about it, of course, ask them about if they have a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, well, you're talking about it because sometimes, you know, you, you, you don't... People usually take it, don't take it seriously because some people might say it or, oh, I'm going to kill everybody around here. Or like, oh, I and wish I could murder like, everybody. Exactly. It's like, well, okay, like, what do you mean murder everybody? Like, can you clarify? Uh, like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Yeah. But also, okay, so I'm going to bring up another. The other mass shooting about the kid the kid at the bank. He went to his work of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. his place of um, employment. And the mom had called the police. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I think my son is getting ready to um, harm other people in himself or something mm-hmm. like that. And she had stated that, like, they didn't have any warning signs. But then they said that prior a week before or two weeks before or something like that, he had purchased a gun. Yeah. So yeah. it's like. And but uh, there needs to be. A, I'm sorry. Devin, go ahead, finish. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. It's just like we try to see like, OK, there's if they're 
there were warning signs or anything that happened. It's just like you you really just got to pay attention to what people are doing. But then it's it's a fine line because it's like his mom probably didn't know mm. the warning sign or didn't see the warning signs. But he obviously was hiding or he was well, doing stuff. No, but it was sign enough for her to call the police. Yeah, so she, that's she, enough. I feel like... You know, look, if she if they don't live together, there it's hard to tell the yeah. signs. But if he says something concerning that she says, huh, I need to call the police yeah. on my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, that's that's warning enough. enough and they yes. didn't they they didn't take it seriously or they didn't know any information. But look, that's the thing about police is that all they are going out chasing after is people committing crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are not they are not equipped to handle mentally Mental. ill people yes. mm-hmm. or to to assess for even though they can. Mm-hmm. But that's why there needs to be more training with officers and just, you know, uh, uh, but how to handle those situations. Yeah. Or crisis per, response team. Yes. Or perhaps. Yes. Thank you, Darren, because perhaps that is not the job of the police because they're militarized. Right. Yes. Yeah, they're yeah. reactionary. Right. Their job is. That's how they're trained to react. So we definitely need to add different units to police stations or to just the police in general that are equipped. And this is a whole unit of the police that can respond to these types of things and then maybe have police for backup. And that's it. The police are just there to support. They're not there to pull out their weapons unless needed. They're just there to make sure that the Mm -hmm. person that is responsible to respond has some safety mm-hmm. and that's it. Like, honestly, there needs to be more people that, and that's just a reconstruction of like thinking about the police in a different way, because I, you cannot not have police. I do think that they, there's some value with of the course. ones that do the job. Right. Right. But the job is not for them because that's just not, this is too much. Yeah. Sometimes you can't put that much on just one risk like response team absolutely absolutely that's not how they're trained and that's not how they're going to be trained because they're just that's just what they do you know like they're just reactionary so we need to have more pro proactive units of the police departments that can respond because it's just yeah i don't think that it's their job and that that creates more work and i'm always thinking of ways that we can create more job opportunities for people because the unemployment rate is down but it's also rising so, like, a lot of people are getting fired. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely ways that, like, we can make some improvements to police departments. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there has to be room for us to get better at it. Um, the thing is, is that they, many of them just need to reallocate the budgets that they already have. Because mm-hmm. they, they spend way, I feel like they spend a whole bunch of stuff on lawsuits. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of their improper <laughs> behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, paying out lawsuits and on uh, equipment. On equipment that they're over here getting stockpiled surplus items from the government. They're over here tearing up cars on car chases and stuff like that. And it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. You guys need to save some fucking money around here. Or it needs to come out of your pension if you guys fuck up. Yes. And, 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 and dedicate yes. all that money that you guys have been spending on lawsuits and stuff and have it come out of the police officer's benevolent fund. Right. right. Because you know, and have it come out of your check that you guys need. They need to actually pay their own insurance. That needs Hello? to be part of their salary is to, to pay for insurance for this shit. And there needs to be an insurance out there that pays out victims of police brutality mm-hmm. yes. so that it doesn't come from public budgets, you know? Yes, because it, the it's, budget out here. it's just irresponsible. Like, and I, again, I go back to I'm paying too much in taxes for this yeah. nonsense. Right. For this nonsense, nonsense, for this, for this um, inability to make the right ethical decisions mm-hmm. when it comes to 
how money is allocated. Yeah. This There's too much money that's out there that's being spent irresponsibly. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be responsible about this and make Absolutely. better decisions, especially if you're in positions of power like that. Yeah. Like, you have an opportunity to really impact your community, and that is what the police is for, mm-hmm. for safety of the community. Hello. Not to d- destroy and destruct it. Like, it's just, uh, yeah, we have to do better, especially in America, because honestly, I'm considering moving out of America for these dumb reasons that we have to deal with as Americans. I know we have our freedoms and and I'm so grateful for them to be an American, but there's just certain things that I cannot deal with these mass shootings anymore. Mm -hmm. It creates not only that, but it creates a desensitized um, community that continues to watch this. I'm watching these mass shootings again and again and again in this footage. It's desensitizing our community to violence. Mm-hmm. And it's not right. Like, w- this, it could be because it can be prevented. It could be prevented. Very much so. We need a system. We need a system to where you can report um, people and the concerns are addressed. Mm-hmm. You know, especially those who have a history, who have shown a history or a pattern. Uh, um, or... I'm sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, who have shown a history or a pattern of, of especially suicidal or homicidal ideation. But the thing is, is that some of it we can't explain. We will not be able to explain because I think, to me, I think it's just some demons, some demonic It really is. Just infiltrating uh, uh, other people and putting putting that out there. You know, mm-hmm. that to me, that is the core of it. And people have no, I, well, I shouldn't say people have no, but too many people have no <laughs> spiritual connection or no spiritual armor to guard themselves mm-hmm. from these demonic forces that are out there. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. look, uh, you know, I know you guys have seen energy transfers before Thank too. You, you know, yeah. like, yeah, it, it can completely happen out there. And mm-hmm. that, that, I think, uh, to me, that is what is happening. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So and, uh, these, I was just going to say, these poor kids, that have been that have been traumatized by these school shootings, and it's like it's create <laughs> it's creating it's a so generation sad. that um, I'm very concerned about. Honestly, super but concerned. It's been a few um, kids that have rised up and actually been fighting, like mm-hmm. saying, "You guys need to do something." Mm. Like talking to the the adults, the adults, like yeah. you guys need to uh, do something. I've yeah. seen, you know, the, I've seen some of the kids um, having protests and stuff yeah. like, about it. So, and that's the right way to go. Like, you have to, you have to definitely combat these poor decisions that I do th- feel like people empower because they're just tired. Like, and that yeah. goes back to the people that are working that need to retire. Yeah. You, Hello? you're tired. Yeah. You are tired. You're not making right, the right decisions. You're not helping the community. Get out of there. Get your somebody else. That get your pension, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in the future, because you can you work long enough to get that, and leave and make room yeah. for people that can make better decisions for the community. That's exactly. it. <sighs> All right. Point. Made. <laughs> Made, okay? <laughs> well, y'all, that's all we got for today. This has been Politics, our, our informed discussion about politics in America, in the state of California, and in Los Angeles. <laughs> all right, y'all. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll let's do our Proverbs. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Direct thy path. All right, y'all. See you next time. Wee. 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 The cards are far where they made. And what about me?